You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcast on the EU's Cohesion Fund. It is one of the five European structural and investment funds and it has played a key role in supporting less developed member states move towards environmental sustainability and modernize their transport and energy infrastructures. Want to know which fund we're talking about? Stay with us for a few more minutes. Accounting for over one-third of the Union's budget, cohesion policy is the EU's main investment tool to help member states achieve economic, social and territorial cohesion. This form of internal solidarity is administered through a myriad of funds, notably the European Regional Development Fund, the European Social Fund and the Cohesion Fund. Along with the European Agricultural Fund for Rural Development and the European Maritime and Fisheries Fund, they constitute the European Structural and Investment Funds, with a budget of €454 billion for the period 2014 to 2020. The Cohesion Fund amounts to 14% of this figure to support large-scale investments to modernise environmental and transport infrastructure. The fund was set up in the early 90s when the need was felt to develop a sort of solidarity mechanism to ensure that the least developed member states were also able to benefit from the removal of barriers to market competition and to develop their basic infrastructure, while at the same time trying to meet the tight criteria on public debt and deficits of the Economic and Monetary Union. So who could apply? Only member states whose gross national income per capita was below 90% of the EU average and having in place a programme for the achievement of economic convergence could get cohesion fund money, and this continues to be the rule. So the first group of countries included Greece, Spain, Portugal and Ireland. Since then, Ireland and Spain dropped out of the list, but another 13 countries have joined, bringing the total number of beneficiaries to 15. In absolute terms, the lion's share of the fund now goes to Poland and Romania, but Estonia and Slovakia get the most money per inhabitant. But how much money are we talking about? Well, quite a lot, close to 75 billion euros for the 2014 to 2020 period for the 15 beneficiaries. Although over 11 billion must be transferred to the new Connecting Europe facility to support the development of interconnected trans-European networks in the field of transport, energy and digital services, especially in cross-border areas. So where does the cash go? Let's follow the money trail. Apart from strengthening economic, social and territorial cohesion, the Cohesion Fund also seeks to promote sustainable development. It supports large-scale investments in environmental sustainability, including through an increase in renewable energy use and energy efficiency and in transport infrastructure, especially the trans-European networks. It also co-finances investments in river and sea transport, air traffic and clean urban and public transport. Eligible projects need to fall under one of the five main thematic objectives, supporting the shift towards a low-carbon economy, promoting climate change adaptation, risk prevention and management, protecting the environment and promoting resource efficiency, strengthening the capacity and efficiency of public administrations, and finally, promoting sustainable transport and removing bottlenecks in key network infrastructures. This last priority will account for over half of the allocations in the current period. The EU covers 85% of a project's costs, while the rest needs to be met by other public or private sources. But these projects are usually sizable and have a long implementation period. So how does the EU ensure that the money is being well spent? Well, thanks to improved reporting and evaluation rules, the progress of beneficiary countries towards achieving the expected results in the fields of environment, energy, climate change and transport are collected 
captured and presented in an online platform open to all citizens. So are the targets being met? Let's take a look. During its first years of existence, the Cohesion Fund received criticism from all sides. The big contributors to the EU budget believed it was far too generous, while the beneficiaries complained it fell way below their financial needs. But much of the criticism concerned the eligibility rules and the fact that it was the Commission which picked the lucky projects and not the national or regional authorities. However, after 20 years in operation, few dare now to question its positive impact. If we look at the transport sector, evaluations show that the Cohesion Fund has clearly helped the expansion of the road and rail networks in beneficiary countries, improving connections between neighbouring countries and between vital economic areas. But the fund has also supported beneficiary countries in their efforts to comply with the EU environmental acquis. For example, thanks to projects co-financed from the fund over the 2000-2006 period, over 5 million people got connected to Maine's water supply in Spain and over 1 million to Maine's drainage in Greece. And thanks to the projects completed in 2007 to 2013, at least 4 million EU citizens have improved drinking water supply and over 7 million have better wastewater treatment today. To get the most out of every euro spent and ensure all wheels turn in the same direction, since 2014 the different European structural investment funds operate under a common framework and pursue complementary goals. The European Parliament has played a strong role in the process leading to this common framework, having long called for better coordination and synergies between the Cohesion Fund and other European structural and investment funds, especially the European Regional Development Fund. MEPs advocated broadening the scope of the fund's eligibility to include investments in energy efficiency and renewables in the housing sector and in businesses other than SMEs, as well as investments in the high-efficiency district heating and in heat and power cogeneration. Such projects are, to MEPs, the most cost-effective way to achieve the target of a 20% increase in energy efficiency by 2020. The reforms introduced are meant to reinforce the strategic dimension of cohesion policy and ensure that all EU investments are targeted on Europe's long-term goals for growth and jobs. It certainly makes sense on paper, but the proof of the pudding is still in the eating. So we'll have to keep an eye on the implementation phase. You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts.